This is a Cincy fan talking with LP. You can catch me on Twitter. That's a Cincy fan talking. You say it like it sounds, just leave off the G. If you have ideas for the show, you can reach me at Cincy underscore fan talk at yahoo.com. If you have any suggestions for the show, make sure you leave them there. Who knows? You might find yourself as part of the show. Any feedback would be definitely appreciated. And also, make sure you hit the link tree page that's on my Twitter. Make sure you click on that. You can find all the different ways to contact me there. Enjoy the show. What's going on out there, everybody? You clicked on a Cincy fan talking with LP. Definitely appreciate you clicking on it and staying with me with this. 100% appreciate it. Before I go ahead and hop into this, just want to give a shout out to the whole podcast family out there, um, Podcast Nation, everybody out there, um, the groups I'm with right now. Love these guys and girls to death, man, for real. It is I I could call this a journey. I I basically went from doing this to kind of get stuff off my chest to now I I guess I can say, you know, putting a lot into it because I don't know if I put as much into it before as I should have, you know, pandemic and teaching and all the other stuff that you have to do i just really appreciate the podcast family all those podcasters that took time out to educate me a little bit and let me know the things to do the things not to do give me a little tips i i 100 appreciate that so any of them out there listening to this i appreciate you and any non-podcaster that's just clicking on this and listening to me just speak about life experiences and things about sports, just giving me a little bit of your time. I appreciate that because you can't get time back. You know, that's that's not something you can purchase. So I appreciate you letting me in and, you know, letting me spill some of this out. So thank you. I just wanted to say that before I started because yeah, that's, that's important to me. So I'll go ahead and hop into this. Like I've been talking about for the past few weeks, the whole education piece is real big in the LP household right now. Everybody in here is either a teacher or a student. Everybody is either one or the other. So what's going on is either it's affecting all of us a lot. Everybody's on pins and needles. So I'm watching Sports Center because, you know, sports are about to come back. Yay, sports. You know, I try not to be too sarcastic about this. You know, me originally making this whole podcast specifically for sports. 
And I'm looking at J.J. Watt's tweet on the television screen. And it's talking about all of the questions that he has for the NFL in order to get them out on the field. You know, things about safety, you know, all of this stuff. Because they want to play, but they want to make sure that it's safe. And I'm looking at it. And the first, my very first thought was, damn, he sound like a teacher. (laughs) That's the first thing that I thought. And it's amazing the parallels between athlete and teacher. A lot of people don't pick up on these parallels. And I feel like this pandemic, I feel like COVID-19 is bringing out how similar athletes and teachers really are we're not that far apart when you think about it of course this is just this is just my opinion it's just my two cents but i kind of feel like this is true people want athletes out there and i feel like it's for purely selfish reasons for the most part it's not necessarily safe for football players to be out on the field. But when you look at the comments, when these football players say it's not safe for them, there are a string of people sending comments about, hey, I work, you should work too. You see me out here working, I should see you out here working. Not really taking the football player's safety into account. These football players, there's no way they can social distance like you do at your job. Well, I won't assume that you can't social distance at your job. Maybe that wouldn't be fair. But there's no way they can social distance at all. It's not possible. It's a football field. Their job is to tackle or run away from a tackle. Almost every play is going to end in somebody getting tackled or hit. And if you're an offensive lineman, That's you every play. You're within two inches of somebody. It's not safe. But most people want to see football being played because it's tradition. Because it makes them feel normal. Because it gives them a distraction. There's all of these reasons that people want to see football being played. But none of these reasons take safety into account. And then you bring this to the teacher. And the teacher's safety is not being taken into account. It's really all me, me, me. Where is my child going to be while I work? Well, the. What was it? The remote learning didn't work out too well. So instead of us putting more infrastructure into that, let's just put the teachers out there while it's not safe. There's not really a push for safety for the teachers. It's more like let's protect everybody else except the teachers. And it's really the same way for the athletes. Let's protect everybody else except the athletes. Think about it like this. We're not letting fans 
in the stands, but we're letting the players play. That makes sense to you? <laughs> if it's not safe for the fans to watch, how is it safe for the players to play? Compare that to what we're going through here, like as as a teacher. I'm looking at it like this. When I go into my classroom, if you had to make the kids wear a mask to ride the bus, why is it safe for them to take off their mask when they come into my classroom? That makes sense to you? <laughs> Doesn't make sense to me. Well, oh, you can socially distance them once, they're, once they get in your classroom. Sure I can. What about when they have to sharpen a pencil? What about when they have to use the bathroom? I can give you at least 14 different scenarios in my classroom where social distancing is gonna be a problem. But nobody's really thinking about this because it's really about getting these kids out of the house so mom and dad can work so everything can be normal again so I guess so the government can look like the economy's good <laughs> I don't know I feel like the parallels are there if you're looking at an athlete or you're looking at a teacher because when I give my complaints as a teacher I sound like an athlete. It's not safe. <laughs> I mean, if you're doing board meetings via Zoom, how is it safe for us? <laughs> and, the, and the athletes are saying exactly the same thing. They're like, if it's not safe for the fans, how is it safe for us? Their parallels all over the place but I feel like fans I feel like a lot of parents really don't want to hear these because right now it's all about give me what I want I need this and to be 100% honest some of these parents I get it they need what they need this is kind of where the parallels stop. I don't feel like a fan has any basis to tell an athlete, hey, you should be at work. You're a fan. Your ticket simply pays for you to watch the game. That's it. As a parent, I give you more stake in this process. I feel like you have more say that's where the parallel is different athlete teacher definitely the same when we talk about fan and parent totally different so those don't match up but for me and i've been saying this since april if you've been following the podcast since april i've been saying the same thing this pandemic has shown us how we take our educational system for granted and how we take these athletes for granted. 
it's exposed a lot of different things. So it'll be it'll be really interesting to me to see if we're going to learn from what happened in March and April or if we're going to fall back on the same things and just act like we didn't learn anything. We had to shut down because we basically ran our head in a brick wall saying that nothing was wrong. So are we going to do the same thing again? Or are we going to go ahead and finally decide to do what we have to do correctly in order to see sports again? <laughs> in order to get our kids to school safe again? Because I feel like we can get all of these things back. But we're going to have to sacrifice in order to get that. And I feel like a broken record because I said this in April, but I guess since my podcast was so small, nobody listened. So I don't know. But at some point, we are going to have to sacrifice to get back to where we were. And that's not really an American thing. That's that's not what we do in America. We haven't really sacrificed like that. Honestly, since psh, World War Two. Well, if we're talking about black people, I mean, we've sacrificed <laughs> for a long time. But if we're talking about as a nation, we haven't really sacrificed collectively as a nation since we willingly rationed in World War II. It hasn't been like that since. At some point, we're going to have to come together as a nation and go like, look. I'm willing to give up a little bit of my freedoms now in order to get back to where we were in 2018 and 2019. Without that, we're not going to see sports or schools back to the levels that they were at. We're just not going to see it. It's not going to happen. We have to sacrifice now to get more later. Other countries did this at some point we're gonna have to do the same thing because if we don't we're gonna be screwed for a while it's a sensi fan talking with lp we'll be right back hey what's going on we back you got a sensi fan talking with lp of course and I, I I made a huge mistake. I, I really did. I made the mistake of going to Netflix and clicking on Orange is the New Black. And I've been binging that for like the past, I say the past week or so. This is a huge mistake on my part. I think I'm on like season four now. I, I've seen the whole thing already. This is like my my second go through with this but I, I already seen like the whole series already so there's no spoilers for me or anything like that but I say it's a mistake because I realized very early on when I pushed the button and I watched the first episode of the first season that this was going to be a very different experience from when I watched it the first time because 
times are different now. So the series hits me a lot differently than when it did when I first watched it. Because we're living in different times now. Like everything is different. So me going back and watching this whole series again is 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 jarring, is cathartic, is mesmerizing, is is sad, it it pisses me off. It gives me all of them feelings. Like like it really it does everything that an excellent show is supposed to do. I don't know if we got any oranges and new black fans in the house. If if we don't, I strongly suggest that you check it out. I I think I got a little bit of hate from um from a couple of people that was like, "You watch oranges and new black, really?" And I'm like, "You don't? <laughs> like, how would you not watch a show like that?" To me, I'll watch anything, but. I'm really into shows like I'm really into shows that give you those real small moments. I see really good television. Like I see really good relationships. Like if you have a really good television show or like a really good series, it's all about like the really big things, you know, like, real huge things happen that'll make you talk about it. But it's also about those real small, subtle moments that you might pick up on, but you might have to watch it again to pick up on it. And I feel like those moments make a really good show. And I feel like they make a really good relationship because in a really good relationship, Sure, it's all about the big moments. It's all about the wedding. It's all about the honeymoon. It's all about the anniversary. True indeed. But it's also about those those little small things too. It's also about that. Rubbing backs, you know, when you kind of sort of don't feel like it. You know, stuff like that. Stuff like remembering things that people are surprised that you that you remembered. You know, stuff like that. I feel like a really good television show will give you those moments. And they'll just pop up. You won't expect them. You won't see them coming. And when they happen, you'll just kind of look like, huh? That's what Orange is the New Black does. And it hits you with that. And you just kind of looking like, wow. So I'm like in the middle of season four. I'm trying not to get spoilers, but I'm really surprised if you haven't seen it yet. Um, not to the part that's that's just gonna like make me break something. And if you've seen it, you you know what that part is. Like I think I'm gonna have to turn away once I get to that part. But there is one part I, I have to say, and, and it was like. It seemed small at the moment. It was when Black Cindy, um, she decided to convert, um, to to uh, she decided to become Jewish, <laughs> and she originally did it because she wanted to get the kosher meals <laughs> because they were better than whatever they were serving in prison. 
So that was her whole purpose. She wanted to do it just to get those meals. And then after a while, everybody figured out what they were doing. So they brought in like a rabbi to basically weed out who was real and who was fake. And everybody started falling off. But Black Cindy, there's two Cindy's. So they had to call her Black Cindy. <laughs> they, She decided that she actually wanted to do it. So she started talking to the rabbi and she started explaining why she really wanted to become Jewish. And her reasoning, it was, it, it was vivid. It was, it, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, she was just literally saying like, you know, it's, you know, it's hard, you know, converting is hard. You know, this whole Jewish lifestyle for her is hard. She was like, you know, she doesn't know if there's going to be a heaven or a hell or anything like that. And you got to work at it. And she's willing to do the work. And, and hearing her say those things, I'm just kind of looking at the screen like, like this is amazing television right now. It's, you, you just don't get that from a lot of television shows. And especially in a pandemic right now, everything just kind of hits. It hits differently than it would if it was just normal times. You know, you're seeing these women and they're all like basically piled up. Not really like we are. It's a little different. But the stuff that they're saying, it, it just feels eerily similar to the stuff that we have to process. And they have to pretty much make it through the entire day. So I wouldn't say it was a mistake for me to click on it because it it, it definitely isn't. It, it's just watching it is it's just a different experience. If you have any shows that that you're watching now that feel a little bit different to you, um, definitely let me know. Um, hit me up on the email. Hit me on Twitter. Let me know about that. I'd love to talk to you guys about that. I'm looking for other shows to watch. I have a funny feeling that we might end up with more time on our hands than we might think. <laughs> so I'm always interested in stuff like that because i'm a in addition to being like a bookworm and a sports nut i'm also a tv head so let me know about all the stuff that you got so i'm gonna go ahead and roll on out 100 percent appreciate you guys stopping past and checking us out can't say how much i appreciate the love and support Make sure you check us out next week. And as always, life is good. If you're not ready for the conversation to end, I'm not either. Make sure to catch me on Twitter. That's the Cincy Fan Talking. Leave off the G at the end of it and we can keep the conversation going. Also, don't be afraid to hit that subscribe button so you can catch the next episodes. The episodes will drop every Tuesday. If there's a change in that, I'll make sure to let you know. Appreciate the support. As always, life is good. Music